Support for this episode of YXE Underground comes from Blair Wolf Miller. Blair is a Saskatoon-based realtor and part owner of three Saskatoon restaurants, Congress, Hometown Diner, and 13 Pies. You can find Blair online at blairvmiller.com. One of the hardest things that I find working with our adult population, for instance, the young professionals and those that are in university or pursuing those higher academic programs, um, and and even, you know, owners, and it, it doesn't even have to be university. I mean, we have a lot of construction people, right? We get everybody. And every single adult since SLN has opened after the second session puts their head down and usually has a moment and they become teary, men and women. And they always say to me, I never knew I could get help. I never knew there was a place for me. Welcome to episode three of YXE Underground, an original podcast focusing on the people in Saskatoon who are making an impact in their communities, but are flying under the radar. My name is Eric Anderson. When I was four years old, I had so many thoughts and ideas in my head that I wanted to share with everyone around me, but I couldn't. I had serious problems speaking, and if not for three years of speech therapy, who knows where I would be today. Kara Brox is changing lives here in Saskatoon by empowering them to communicate. I am so excited for you to hear this interview with Kara, a speech pathologist slash communications expert slash mother of two slash entrepreneur slash, well, you, you get the idea. She's a very busy woman, but she's doing some wonderful things for people of all ages in our community. And she is the feature interview in this episode of YXE Underground. In an office building on College Avenue here in Saskatoon, you will find a business called the Speech Language Network. It offers a variety of therapies for people who are having challenges when it comes to communicating. Maybe it's a grade three student who has a lisp or a PhD student who stutters when they become nervous. I first met Kara and her team of speech pathologists at Sherbrooke Community Center, where I work as a communications leader. And Kara works with some of our residents who are working really hard to improve their speech skills after some pretty traumatic injuries. Within five minutes of meeting Kara, you will discover how much this work means to her, and she is not afraid to show it. I met Kara along with YXE underground photographer Janelle Wallace at her office here in Saskatoon, and I really think you're going to enjoy this interview. Well, my name is Kara Brox, and I'm the founder of the Speech Language Network here in Saskatoon and a practicing speech-language pathologist. Um, I think I'd like to just be known maybe as a communication doctor, rock star, whatever, but... Why, why is that? I don't know. I just think that we have to... Uh, sometimes therapies are hard, and I just think that we need to be able to add a little bit of fun and spice and inspire, you know, all of that behind it. So, yeah. When you say it's hard, uh, for, for someone who, who has no idea what a speech uh, pathologist does, what, what, what do you do and what, what makes it hard? 
Ooh, that's a pretty loaded question. So um, I think for most people, they have a general understanding that, you know, a speech language pathologist helps with stutters and fixing our R sounds and our S's. And we're very good at that. Um, but the, the scope of our field is actually a lot larger. So for instance, at this practice, our youngest client is 18 months old and our oldest is 98. So we essentially work on all areas of communication across a lifetime. And that includes, um, speech skills, language skills, express expression, auditory processing, um, stuttering, social skills, social language skills, all those things that you need. Yeah. What 18, 18 months and 98, did you say to 98 years old? Yes. How, how do you, how do you talk about a range? Yeah. yeah. Is that, is that, is that challenging for you, but is it fun at the same time? It is challenging. I think as a therapist, you know, over the years you spend more time in certain areas similar to, you know, lots of people who are possibly um, within the chiropractor field. They can serve, a, you know, a large number of people, but they might end up specializing in pediatrics or adult. So for us, because we have a team of five um, people on our staff, we have a few that focus on the younger areas, and then some that work in school-aged and adult. So that's how we kind of break it up. Um, challenging is a unique word. Um, it can be challenging, but I think if you really, really listen to your clients and their needs and then build a plan around that, um, it just becomes really meaningful and can last, you know, like it's, it's it works for them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something I, I've wanted to ask you for a long time. Um, is is speech something that we take for granted as people? Absolutely, it is. Um, when we look just even across like just simple numbers in Canada, one out of six people has um, a speech language or hearing impairment. So that is, gosh, how many Canadians is that? Like over three, three, four million? I'll do the math later. Yeah. But yeah, so um, we have, um, it, that's like, I mean, the prevalence rate for that is so high. And for those, like, you know, in our social era, you know, communication skills are just, they're so necessary across a lifetime. Um, I always used to like the analogy if, like, think about your fondest memories in life right? Your fondest memories um, often don't include things. They include people. And so, you know, from the time children are born and, you know, are able to interact, right, all the way through school and having that ability to learn and communicate with peers or interviewing for your first job, right? And then when we look at um, our adults that might be, you know, having those issues as a result of aging or an acquired brain injury or a stroke, right? So to take that away from people is a, or, or t for children to struggle with it is a really difficult thing. You, you mentioned children struggling with it. And um, the work that you do hits home for me because I was in speech uh, pathology as, as a kid from age four to seven. I, I just, I couldn't talk at all. 
And uh, my speech pathologist, she was she was amazing, and she totally saved me. So I know the work that you do is super important. So when when a young person comes to start to to see you, um, what what is that like for you, and and how do you how do you earn the the trust of of that of that kid to let them know, hey, you're it's going to be okay. We always start with the families and children will typically come in for what we refer to as a consultation. So if a family's not too sure what we do, we start with that. And we make that really fun. Uh, we'll bring out games and books. And I think at SLN, we really kind of like to talk about the big picture, right? And so with those little people, um, so for an 18-month-old, you know, it's funny but as they learn those skills to communicate better with their own parents, it makes their life easier too, right? And so, and same for the parents. So we can typically get the buy-in, if you will, at, at that young age. Now, school-aged, different ball game, And you have to find out what makes that child tick, right? So if um, for some of them, the motivation is just innately there. They just... They, they're having troubles talking with their friends and they want to do better or they're behind in reading and they want to work on their language skills, right? Um, but, you know, of course, every three and four, you know, a lot of grade three and four-year-old boys, um, just, uh, sorry, a lot of grade three and four-year-old boys want to play a pro sport. So I'm like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? Like, what is going to happen when they come to interview you? <laughs> Just like I'm doing right now. How are you going to be heard? How are you going to coach a team? Right? So we get their buy-in on that. And uh, if you can really break down the learning process to them and say, hey, do you want to take this long to do this? No. Okay. Let's crack this out. Let's get this done. Like, we got this, right? And so, uh, you know, by incorporating that, you just, they become your people. Um, the, <laughs> I'm just thinking back to some of the, um, I, I remember doing a, a story with a, a, a Saskatchewan baseball player who had, um, who had a, a speech impediment and it was, he talked very openly about, it was a challenge, you know, doing post-game interviews and stuff like that. So it, it the, that's such a great real life example. I know it's absolutely true. Um, I have one right now that's going to be a Husky athlete and a successful one and it's a really big motivator. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing I really wanted to ask you about too, and, and this is how we met is, is you work with some of, uh, the residents at Sherbrooke community center where, where I work. Um, can, can you talk a little bit about, cause I know you can't get into specifics, but just in general, the work that you do, um, with, uh, with some of our residents and, and how unique it is. Oh, Eric, I don't know if I'm ever going to make it through an interview without crying. <laughs> I'm going to need a minute because I have a really big night and I don't want to cry right now. Sorry. Okay. Um. All right, we're back. So Sherbrooke, as you know, is an interesting place. And they also have a really wide range of, of needs. Um, what makes our work there so unique is that typically the people that we have the opportunity to work with have a very big story. And 
I think when people go through life and they um, experience an, 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 an insult to the brain, if you will, whether it's a, a car accident or a stroke, a really big part of that journey is learning about who they were and kind of looking at, you know, where they can go and using the things that are the most meaningful to them to try and um, unlock the puzzle. And it is a puzzle. It's a, it's a big puzzle. Um, we had the opportunity to work with a young man there that had been in a coma for nine months. And um, when I first met him, he hadn't had really any forms of communication. And so, but his arms were covered with different things and his room was filled with art. And so I kept asking questions like, you know, what, you know, what was his drive? Well, he really liked sports and he was really into art. And so um, I remember bringing in a cookie sheet a burnt one because I'm a horrible cook and um, taping paper and bringing in those big bingo dabbers and looking at him in the eye and saying, here is a bingo dabber. Do you know how to like draw basically? And that was the first intentional sign they had ever seen from him. And he was so excited. So then from there we built a yes, no blinking system to request different colors and different things. And that was like at that point, um, Sherbrooke have worked really closely alongside me. They have an incredible team there. And we just kept building and building and building from that communication. And um, he is a miracle man. And he will now verbally tell you that because he is um, reading and writing and talking and sarcastic and everything else. Um, and it was a really big four year journey, um, of incredible strength and hard work on his behalf. You mentioned that it's a puzzle and, and four years, that's, that's a really long time. Um, and I'm sure you have, you have good days and then you have days where, where maybe it's, it's not so good. How do you, um, stay, stay positive and, and stay encouraging, not only for yourself, but for, for whoever it is that you're working with? We have a few instances of clients at Sherbrooke that have been long-term clients and the laws are very real and they're very hard. Um, because as much as we in, enjoy therapy, you know, we have goals to achieve. We have documents to submit. Like, are we able to make progress? Are we able to connect? Are we able to demonstrate that this is happening? And when those laws happen, um, I always go back to two things, um, well, three, who they are as a person and what my role is. Um, second of all, I go back to science and I have to read that these things happen to affirm that I'm still on the right path, but that this does happen. So I trust science. And, you know, I literally sometimes would sit in the parking lot and crank a little GNR. Or, you know, get fired up with whichever, like um, a little queen, just get rolling to get fired up for that session. And then I thought, if this is working for me, 
that can probably work for them. So that's what we did. Halfway through the session, take a break and crank some rock and roll tunes. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Right? And it alleviates because if they're in a lull, if you think it's hard on you, think about how hard it is on them. Right? And I think that's a really big thing. And I think it's a thing, you know, as, as clinical therapists and we go through all this training and we think, you know, we know best and we want to dictate. But at the end of the day, it is such a two-way street. And whatever you're feeling, they're feeling too. The, the last group that I wanted to ask you about are, are people in, in our community who um, they're, they're professionals, they've, they've got jobs, they, they have mortgages, they have cars, but they still have some challenges communicating. And, and you know, it kind of goes back to when we were talking about we sort of take it for granted that we are able to communicate like this. But what, what is it like working with, with that group of, of people and, and it must be so satisfying for you when, when you can see the results and, and the confidence that, that you're able to give them. Yes. Um, you know, it, it, I find this field so fascinating because, you know, especially being in private, like the people that walk through your door, it just, whether it's a parent adding one more appointment to their week, um, you know, a family that is, having to, you know, save up for those services, right? Or, um, you know, and that humility to, to seek out services. Like, it's, it's literally, no matter what the age, such a privilege to work with the individuals that we do. One of the hardest things that I find working with our adult population, for instance, the young professionals and those that are in university or pursuing those higher academic programs... Um, and, and even, you know, owners and it, it doesn't even have to be university. I mean, we have a lot of construction people, right? We get everybody and every single adult since SLN has opened after the second session puts their head down and usually has a moment and they become teary men and women. And they always say to me, I never knew I could get help. I never knew there was a place for me. And, you know, some people's stories are not that bad. And some of them are really bad. Like they were ostracized at school. Or they didn't pursue a certain career because they didn't have the confidence because of their communication. And, you know, whether we're working on, you know, accent modification, improving voice, right? Um, that's another really huge thing. There's so many professionals that have a lot of talking in their fields and they lose their voice and actually have to be off work for it. Um, lot, like lots of adults that with stammering or stuttering and then even simple things like, um, tongue thrust, right? Like they lisp or they can't say their R's right, or they have a tough time connecting socially, but they're, you know, they're not diagnosed with anything, but they just struggle. And it's, it's just so amazing that they've sought us out because we are so able to help them with that journey. But then I sometimes think to myself, like, you're 36 or 40 years old. Like, I feel so bad that you've had to feel this way. You're brilliant. And um, in the last two months, we had um, a physician that was finally able to pass the oral exams. And it wasn't because of her IQ. 
It was because of her ability to connect with patients and to be clearly understood. We had not one but two PhD students that have now been able to get the grants they need to future their research because they were able to get in front of a board of people. Um, I'm proud to say that both of them have also been asked to speak internationally this summer, and one of them was just on Parliament Hill this past week. And we also have um, many, many students who keep in touch with us that have now been accepted into their, their programs of choice, whether it be law or medical school. And, you know, they came here to get that confidence boost and, and you know, pursue those careers. And our last one has actually just uh, landed a job, and he'll be leading a team as an advanced engineer with a team of 40 yeah. How when you when you found out there's a there's a lot to digest there. Um, when you found out that your your one client passed and is now a, a, she was able to pass her oral exam and is now like a doctor or a medical school. How how did that make you feel? I it makes you feel amazing, but it really just comes down to them. And for them to be able to find that confidence. And as a side, she's leading um, the number one program in oncology out at McMaster right now. Yeah, and doing cutting-edge research. But it's just that, that you know, that 10% of the puzzle. You know, they had everything else figured out. And they just needed to get over that one hurdle, right? And I mean, not all of our stories are knocking out of the park. Um, I, But, you know, whether they're speaking on Parliament Hill or changing the face of oncology, or whichever they're doing. Um, you know, I had a dad yesterday say, I'm communicating better with my son. Like, he struggles so much with social interaction, and just helping him with those tools to be able to not only advance his career, but his biggest pride and joy right now is his ability to connect with his kids, right? Because it's just hard, and it's okay. They need to understand that we're all human, and, you know, we all have an area that we need a little bit of support with or help with, right? And I just, I always really focus and they come, like, adults are so hard on themselves. And I always say to myself, like, all right, and to them, I'm like, you know, we are all a work in progress, right? We are all a work in progress. And, you know, I need you to focus on the 90 to 95% of things that are, like, kicking butt, and let's just get through this last part because they have they have it. They just need a coach. I wonder why that is that we focus on on that ten percent negative because I I can still um, I can still remember times at, at CBC um, where I would do I would host the weekend show and it would be a three hour show and I ninety five percent of it would be great and then all I would remember coming away from the show was the 5% that I screwed up or the, the 10 great emails that you get and the one listener who, who said, you know, oh, that interview went long and it shows that you're a lazy journalist and I would focus on that. Like, it's funny how we focus on that, isn't it? It is. And I think we always really need to be mindful that, um, you know, we're human. And I think sometimes... Our own worst enemies are ourselves. And, you know, society can be a rough place. But I think if you can get, like, that mentality where you're able to focus, like, on the 90 or 95% of the awesome things that are going for you and then just pinpoint those areas that you need a bit of support in, then you're, you're just killing it, 
right? Like you're just, you're going to knock it out of the park. And I always caution people, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, I believe wholeheartedly that our world is made up of incredibly amazing people, but there's always going to be a few eggs around or not the nicest eggs, if you will. And I think sometimes when those comments come in, we need to really just kind of, I don't know, think a little bit about maybe, I wonder how their day went, right? Or yeah, they just have to make that comment, right? So I don't know. I always just say like, rock and roll, you got this, right? Forget, forget all that. You, you have the tools now. And the thing is, when those tools don't work for you, I mean, we are human. And I think showing that human side is okay. Right? Yes, I think so too. Um, With a stutter, actually, in an interview, uh, one of the things I coach my stuttering clients on is if you're not having the greatest morning, then advertise and say, thanks so much for having me. I just wanted to give you a heads up. I stutter. Right? And then, you know, but I want... I'm so excited about this interview and I do pretty good with it. But in case it comes up today, I just want you to know. And you know what that does? It takes all the stress away because then that is open, right? And then you're, you know, the interviewee isn't thinking that you're nervous about the interview. They just know that that's just a part. And then they're focused on what you're saying, not how you're saying it, right? But it's just being human, I have one client, he's actually really like a wonderful owner, business owner here in the city, and he's asked to public speak a lot, and he's a stutter, and he'll often start off saying, I want all of you to know that I'm a stutter, so that's not a part of the show tonight, right? And then he carries on, and they're like, and then he has no stress, and then he says he usually does a way better job because it's just done, Right? So yeah, um, you 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 do this amazing work with your amazing team, and uh, you have your your own your own clinic here. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have two young kids, and you. and you're very busy. So I I want like how how <laughs> how busy is your life, Kara? <laughs> oh, I think busy is such a buzzword. I don't know. Hectic. You know, it really was. Um, I always said, if I was ever asked to speak about, you know, starting a business from scratch and having an eight-month-old and a two-year-old and just having that desire to just pursue my dreams, right? Um, I don't know if I would recommend it when your children are eight months and two years old with a husband in university. I that that was a that was a, a an impulse move, maybe. <laughs> I don't know what you refer to it as. If anything I've learned, and I know they say it all the time, I have an incredible team. They're amazing. I work hard when, I, when I'm here. I work hard a lot of times late at night. And I just try my best on that front. Um, and I, I, when I unplug, even if it's for three hours, I unplug. So when I'm with my children, I'm present. I try to be as present as possible. And um, they know what I do. Right? So you just, I don't know. And we have a lot of fun. That's good. Right? Yeah. 
Um, but yes, like, you know, I think I, and you have to look at your life in phases. So this is, this phase of my life does not, um, have a lot of sleep or downtime, but that time will also come. And I think when you love and are so passionate about what you do, um, yes, the long hours can get to you, but I don't know. There's just, there's no greater field, right? So yeah. And, uh, I have a rock and his name is Kevin. He's my husband. He's and a, he's a big guy. He's a big guy and he's pretty incredible. He's got some pretty amazing hair, which he'll tell you. It's black, curly hair. Um, and so, yeah, we're definitely a team. And, th- and things like this don't happen without a solid um, team around you, which includes my husband and my therapists, um, who are just, they're salt to the earth and so talented. And uh, I tell them that a lot. Yeah, so that's how I do it. But I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't sometimes think I'm doing it. <laughs> but I am. <laughs> no, I, I think you do it. Um, I, I, I'm a big fan of yours, and I'm a big fan of the work that you do. Oh, so thank you. So thank you for being on, on this podcast. And uh, yeah, yeah this, is, this has been lots of fun. And, yes. and I, I have to tell you, uh, before, um, before we, we spoke, I, I said to Janelle, our friend photographer here, I said, let's see if we can get Kara to cry. <laughs> oh no, that's not good. <laughs> but, I, but, but I know that this means so much to you. And so I, yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. I go to like more graduations and I don't know. I just, I just get so fired up, right? Like I'm just like, I don't know. I feel so bad for some of my clients because, like, they don't know that I sometimes, like, lurk in the high school just to, like, see how they're doing or, like, go check them out at the university. (laughs) And I'm all about celebrating. So, like, one of my PhD students is finishing soon. I'm like, we're going out to celebrate. So, we go out for lunch or whichever. But because you just – it's just so exciting when they get to that next level or – they get accepted into a program in high school that, you know, five years ago, their parents never thought they were going to get into, or I don't know. It's just, and I just think that they need that too, because they just had it a bit harder, you know, they just, they just had a few more hurdles to get through. So when those things come together, it's like, oh yeah, you got to do it. Send a lot of like capitalized emails and stuff. Do you want to come and hang out? Oh, that's too funny. That's a really nice way to end it. Thank you. Thank you, Kara. This is so much fun. Thank you. No problem. You take care. I mean, how can you not be inspired by Kara's work? And I didn't realize how much work she does with adults from all backgrounds here in Saskatoon. It's pretty amazing stuff. And I want to thank Kara for sharing so much about her profession and sharing her passion uh, with us today here on the podcast. This has been episode three of YXE Underground. Thank you so much again for listening. My name is Eric Anderson. I'm the host and I produce the show. And if you know of someone doing something really great here in Saskatoon, who maybe is flying under the radar a bit, please let me know. You can send me an email, ericandersonyxe at gmail.com. And you can find YXE Underground on social media as well. We have a Facebook page. You can find us on Twitter at YXE Underground and on Instagram as well, again, at YXE Underground. And there, 
you will see pictures of Kara taken by my friend and Saskatoon photographer Janelle Wallace. And you will also find pictures of previous guests on the podcast. Janelle is doing an absolutely fantastic job of documenting uh, all these guests and documenting the interviews. So Janelle, thank you so much. And you should check her out on social media as well. All the great music that you hear on YXC Underground comes from one Andrew Dixon. Andrew happens to be my cousin. He's a Saskatoon musician who now calls Los Angeles home, and he is just so darn talented. So, Andrew, thank you so much for all the original music here on the podcast. I also want to thank David Hutton and CBC Saskatoon for allowing me to record my voice in their studios. And a special thank you to my wife, Jennifer, and my dog, Fred, for simply being the best. This episode of YXE Underground received financial support from the pride of Herbert, Saskatchewan, Blair Voth Miller. You may know Blair from the three restaurants she and her husband run here in Saskatoon. That would be Congress, Hometown Diner, and her latest, 13 Pies, which has incredible pizza. They put this salt contraption thing on, on the on the crust and oh it tastes so good you have to try 13 pies Blair is also a great realtor here in Saskatoon and has been a friend for a long long time and has been really supportive of this podcast so Blair thank you so much for your support go out and eat at all of Blair's uh, restaurants and uh, while you're at it just buy a house from Blair too so uh, Blair thanks again for your support And before I go, I would like to acknowledge that this interview was recorded on Treaty 6 territory and the traditional homeland of the Métis. My name is Eric Anderson, and this has been Episode 3 of YXE Underground. You can find more episodes online at yxeunderground.com. You can find the podcast on iTunes, on Google Play, or wherever else you find your favorite podcast. You will find YXE Underground there. This podcast is a production of the Salt Hammer Production Company, Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk soon, Saskatoon.